What's up, good people? This is Dean Jackson, your holistic nutritionist on Instagram and Dean the Nutritionist on Facebook. Uh, you can also, uh, if you're business minded, you can check me out on LinkedIn. Um, I'm just my regular name, Dean, Dean Jackson on there and send me a, a connection request. Love to continue to build and expand my business network uh, and the uh, opportunity for possibility and getting related to other people and um, what that might offer in the way of business and and contacts and uh, all those kinds of great things. So, so yeah, this particular topic uh, discussion is about skin and the things that contribute to healthy skin. You know, I have had issues off and on throughout the course of my life, and this is largely what's actually led me down the path to studying health and wellness is that I started getting cystic acne when I was in the ninth grade in high school. And in case you don't know what cystic acne is, it's not like regular pimples, you know, which, you know, most people get. Cystic acne is like you get one pimple and then you get a cluster of pimples around that one and then it swells up and then it becomes like this big bump on your face. And over time, those things, they're really painful and they hurt. Oh, my God, I could write a book probably just about my experiences in the in the in the conversation or in the realm of skin and skin issues and that kind of thing. And uh, I had immaculate I had an immaculate complexion at uh, at that time. And I got my first I never will forget it. My first cystic outbreak. And that was the first bump I ever got was right between right there on the pineal on a pineal gland right between my eyebrows in the ninth grade. And uh, that's when it started. And and it got so bad to where in the ninth grade, I would skip school because I was like really self-conscious. Like the year before, I had women like all over me, you know, in the eighth grade. Almost any woman in the school, if I wanted her, I could have had her. I'm not sure what it was, but I had just transferred to that school for my eighth grade year. And the school year had just started. And I had just transferred, I think, if memory serves me right. And I'm not sure why my parents transferred me either. I actually need to ask her that question. <laughs> I'd be curious because I had no idea that I was going to be going to another school. Anyway, long story short, I get there, you know, and, and almost every woman I came across or girls at that point was all in, you know. And so I have that experience. And then in then ninth grade, it goes to me being a freshman in high school and then my skin starts to break out and then I'm just like, what in the world is going on? And then it kept happening to the point where I literally, I would say like the last part of school, I remember my report card was like a disaster. It was like a, golly, it was, it was a disaster area. I had nothing but D's and I had one F and I had to go to summer school. And it was largely because I missed so much school. I skipped so much school because I was so self-conscious about my skin. And um, and then those same women, some of them I saw in high school, and they like would not even pay attention to me. They would like ignore me if I spoke to them in the hallway. And so I was just like, what the hell? You know, and it was largely that experience. And uh, it was, God, that was rough. Oh, my God. And I never saw it coming, ever. I guess, I, you know, you don't think about stuff like that. You know, it's like, oh, OK, I got good, healthy skin and this is what's going to be my recurring world for the long haul. Well, that wasn't the case. So then I started going to dermatologists 
and I took everything that they mentioned. I took Accutane, which is that uh, they ended up having a class action lawsuit on that thing because of how harsh and abrasive that stuff was. I used it for a short time and got off of it. Um, but the other thing was that um, they said it also caused women to have issues with like potential birth defects and that kind of that stuff was God, that stuff was brutal. So I tried that for a little bit. I did tetracycline antibiotics, which is some of the one of the worst things you could ever take because it kills the good and bad bacteria and bad bacteria in your gut. And you need both. Well, you need mostly good bacteria. And there is such a thing as good bacteria. Um, and so I tried that. Let me see. Tetracycline, Accutane, antibiotics. And it was, it was I think he. Something called amoxicillin or something. I mean, you name it, I tried it. None of that crap worked. And um, and then I, and because the bumps would be so big and so painful, I was really that they would hurt sometimes. So I couldn't even th- I couldn't like if I went to sleep and I had a bump on my left side, I couldn't lay on that side because if it was in that developing stage, it would get so inflamed to where if I put any pressure on it, it would get even bigger. And it was like it had a pulse. I mean, it was just unreal. <clears throat> so, you know, and then they would take the little lance. And then I have scars on my face because of not knowing any better. I would let them lance the, the cyst just so it could drain. So I so I could feel some relief and feel better. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm actually having a total recall experience just sharing this for this podcast. And I only share this stuff whether it's YouTube or this podcast for hopefully being able to free somebody else up so they don't have to go through a similar, just unpleasant experience like I went through. Good God, that was just a disaster. So I have that occur and then they have me, you know, doing hot and cold compresses, which you put on there to help drain all of the pus out of there. And it was just like goo gobs of Oh, God. Anyway, I won't get into that. It might gross people out, but that's just what happened. So that said, you know, fast forward some years later, I meet a couple of friends of mine that uh, or one of them that, be, you know, is still a friend to this day. But anyway, I was telling him about a lot of issues I was having with my health and in particular my skin. And he was already in the health and wellness conversation. And so he said, well, you might want to look at, you know, taking different herbs like this or that. And he just kind of gave me some recommendations. And that's really what started me on this path to health and wellness and really starting to figure out what's going on with my skin. What in the world am I dealing with and why? Why am I dealing with it? And so, you know, I mean, years later, even after I moved to Georgia, you know, I moved to Georgia when I was 24, I want to say. I was still having issues with my skin. It wasn't as frequent as it was when I was in high school, but it was still happening. And it was still just having me, you know, just not be antisocial. I missed out on a bunch of events, you know, growing up, whether it was parties or, you know, social gatherings, because I just felt so uncomfortable. I wouldn't leave the house. You know, it was just bad. And then um, so that said, um, I get to a point where. I start picking up books and reading because I'm like, there's got to be a solution to this. And um, so then I started finding out about different herbs that help with the skin. And two of the ones that are most prominent is going to be burdock root and it's going to be um, 
dandelion root or dandelion greens actually if you can actually get the greens that's better it's always best to get it in a food eat a whole food that represents that herb and if you can't do that um you know to get it in a, a, a herbal supplement you know to help give you what you need and uh golly there's one other herb that i've been drawing a blank on for quite some time and it's not red rose petals it's not red raspberry. It's something with the letter R in it, but it's another herb that's really great for the skin. And it's also good for women when they're pregnant. And unfortunately, I don't have my uh, information in front of me with the list of herbs that I know will uh, give me that answer. So anyway, uh, one thing I will say is you can also do other things like sweet potatoes. Uh, sweet potatoes are... I want to say vitamin A and then uh, sunflower seeds. I usually get sprouted sunflower seeds because sunflower seeds in their natural state are actually hard on the di hard on the digestive system because they have something called phytic acid. And they also have these enzyme inhibitors, which makes it harder on the digestive system. So I get mine from this company called Go Raw. They're uh, sprouted sunflower seeds with sea salt on them and they're actually pretty good. And so. That's the other thing. And then there are raw almonds. Raw almonds, I want to say, are vitamin E, if I got that right. So that's actually going to be great for the skin, too. And I usually get those sprouted as well. Because almost all almonds, in, not almost, all almonds in the United States of America, as I have it from some literature that I've read, are sprayed or irradiated. Even if they say organic, even if they say raw, the California Almond Board sold out. The American public, because of one isolated incident where somebody got, I want to say it was like some type of bacteria, like E. coli or something like that. And then the propaganda campaign went out in the, the media and then they just, for whatever reason, used that as justification to say, well, we're going to make sure that all almonds are sprayed, even if they're organic, even if they're organic and even if they're raw. And you can research that for yourself. They have made the choice for us, you know, not asking us for what we want, the people, to have all almonds sprayed and irradiated. So I usually order mine from a guy that I know in California that, that grows them himself when, and they are, they are not sprayed. And then also um, there's this one company that I buy their almonds from Sprouts. It's called Americana. And I actually called the guy and I spoke to the CEO and he said they don't spray their almonds. You know, I had a good conversation with them. Actually, I, did, I even asked them for a job, <laughs> see if they had anything because I was considering moving to Arizona. Um, but uh, he said they don't spray their almonds. So Americana and they have like four different flavors, one that's unsalted and, uh, and then three others. The one that's got the uh, maple syrup flavor. I, I tend to get that one most often. So, yeah. Soaked and sprouted is best because it's more digestible. And as uh, the one Dr. Tim O'Shea said, it's not so much what you eat, it's what you digest. And that's really the key. So, you know, getting back to that whole conversation around skin, one of the other things that contributes to issues with skin, whether it's eczema, whether it's uh, dandruff, whether it's, uh, golly, I guess I want to say, uh, of course, acne. Uh, God, what's another skin condition? 
maybe rosacea, I want to say. Typically, if you're constipated, which most Americans are, not getting enough fiber in their diet, that's actually going to be something that contributes to having issues, issues with your skin as well. Because essentially what you're doing is you're poisoning yourself through something called auto intoxication. When you're not eliminating effectively, you should really, if you eat three meals a day, you should really be taking a dump three meals a day. That's ideal. Most Americans are nowhere near that. So, and that's largely because of the dead and overly processed foods that most Americans are eating, which contributes to skin issues because you're eating a chemical cocktail when you're talking about a lot of this prepackaged crap. And then, um, you know, the other part to that is when you don't get enough fiber, as most Americans don't, you know, most Americans don't do a lot of beans. And beans are a great source of fiber. Yeah, they give you gas, but you can get around that by soaking them, you know, some apple cider vinegar like for like the night before you prepare. them. That helps to minimize that. Um, and that's one of the other things that actually helps to have a healthy complexion is to be regular and to not be using these syn- synthetic things like Dulcolax or these suppositories and all. Don't use any of that crap. If you just have to flush your system, you know, do an enema, look up coffee enemas on YouTube, there's some good videos around that, and or, uh, what was I going to say, uh, you know, definitely make sure you're taking a good, like, flaxseed product, that's a good source of fiber, and uh, ideally make sure you get it from the foods that you eat, so that's going to help, and then the other thing that's great for the skin as well is going to be something like, and I don't do these because they're nightshades, and I'm pretty sure I'm a type A blood type, and type A's, it talks about how we don't have enough like hydrochloric acid in our stomach to break down very acidic foods. So things that are like nightshades, like red peppers, I don't mess with. But red peppers have, I think it's like three times the amount of vitamin C in them than that an orange has. And so anything that's high in vitamin C is going to be great for the skin. So you're talking about kiwi, you're talking about oranges, lemons, limes, uh, grapefruit, um, And I read some stuff about grapefruit where I don't do that a lot because supposedly grapefruit actually affects testosterone levels. So for fellas, you might not want to do grapefruit as much as you do some of the other things. So, you know, like I say, kiwi is going to be a great source of vitamin C in terms of fruits. Uh, So those are some of the other things you can do naturally to help remedy the skin. And the other part that I cannot step over, even though at times I want to, is the fact that like Louise Hay talked about in her book, Heal Your Body. If you haven't gotten that book, get that book because she lists every dis-ease in the body and the natural way that you can change your self-image to where that dis-ease is gone, a distant memory, a thing of the past. Because all diseases start in the mind first before they manifest in the physical body. And so she has an affirmation for acne. Um, that you do for 21 days, like, you know, I think I just mentioned that it takes 21 days to change your self-image. So you do that for, I personally, what I recommend to people do it for 30 days, if not like 60 days. And, um, that will make a lasting change because all changes start on the inside before they manifest on the outside. So that's why you want to make sure that you are treating it in terms of your having healthy thoughts and speaking loving thoughts about yourself. And, you know, life affirming thoughts in this particular case to help to change that self image around whatever it is. It could be cancer. It could be diabetes. It could be acne, whatever. Do that affirmation for 21 days. First thing in the morning when you wake up, 
because that's when you're in the alpha state. And when you're in the alpha state, that's when your subconscious mind is most agreeable to taking on new suggestions and new ways of being, so to speak. And uh, the other thing you can do is is recite the affirmation that she gives you for whatever dis-ease you might be dealing with right before you turn to bed at night, turn in to go to uh, go to bed at night, go to sleep at night. Because, again, you're in the alpha state and your mind, your subconscious is most agreeable to suggestion at that particular time. So that way you're hitting it twofold in terms of, you know, in a thought in a thought space, which is actually the most dominant and most important part of it, because you have people that eat healthy and eat all the right foods in the world and they're still unhealthy because their context is negative or their self-talk is negative and their and their context is. Golly, it's disempowering. You know, that's that's really. And if your context is disempowering, you can eat the best foods. I say this all the time. You can eat the best foods, take the best supplements on the planet. You can work out. You can go to saunas and steam rooms and whatever. And you're still if you're still holding on to toxic, negative thoughts about yourself and truthfully, just being perfectly honest for me, because I stepped over a lot of things in my life and I allowed a lot of shit to just go by without checking people on it. Excuse my language. Um, I developed a self-hate for myself, really, because I didn't stand up and really share what was there for me. When people would just say stuff that was inappropriate or foul, I didn't check them on it. And then over time, I just kept internalizing and internalizing. And I was always trying to please people and make other people happy at the expense of what was important to me. And that can never be overstepped. So please get that. Please get that. Love yourself. Respect yourself. Trust yourself. And if people don't like it, fuck them. And again, excuse my language. That's just how that comes out. Because the reality of it is you have to be with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. If there's anybody you want to be happy with, it's you. And if other people get you, great. And if they don't get you, that's great, too. Keep it moving. They'll find somebody else that they can, you know, be friends with or whatever. So love yourself, you know, be true to yourself, because as I have it, when you love yourself and when you're being true to yourself, you're being true to God, being true to your creator, if you believe in God. So, you know, that's what's there around that. Um, And, uh, you know, so again, when you're talking about, you know, again, like stuff like eczema, uh, acne, cystic acne. Any issues with the skin is a the skin is the largest organ on the body. And so another reason why you want to make sure you have a healthy amount of fiber in your diet and you're working out and and you're doing things that cause that peristalsis, uh, the contraction that produces bowel movements that actually is stimulated by physical activity. So that's another reason to work out and to be physical. Go to the gym and get your exercise in. Keep your fiber up. Um. Because all that's going to actually add up to being able to release the toxins that may be in your system the way they're supposed to come out. And that's through your through a healthy bowel movement, because when you're backed up like most people are, again, you're dumping those toxins back into the bloodstream. That's called auto intoxication, toxema of the blood, which is a breeding ground for dis-ease and acne or cystic acne. Or boils, some people call it boils, which is an appropriate word because it's literally how it feels at times on your face. That's a that's another thing that lends itself to 
disease of any type is when the blood is overly acidic and when the blood is overly toxic. So the ideal situation is to get to homeostasis where your blood is between is, a, is, a, is, a, is in a healthy pH of between like 7.3 and 7.45. That's a healthy pH. And most Americans, because of like drinking soda and all of these processed foods, uh, dead and denatured foods, a lot of refined white sugar, their blood, their blood is just like a chemical cocktail, it's just like incredibly acidic, which is a breeding ground. And, then the, and if the gut is compromised, and I think that's one of the things that contributed to my issues with skin, I had a hernia when I was a baby. And I don't know if the, I don't think they did it right, because, you know, you look at my stomach, you see what looks like a botched uh, job that they did around my navel when it comes to stitching me back up. Cause I remember my dad saying at one point that they were actually considering suing Henry Ford hospital at, at the time because of how that happened, you know, when I was uh, newly into this world. And I think my gut got compromised early on and eventually it caught up with me by eating diet, a diet that was not healthy. You know, my parents did okay with, with the food that they prepared but when I think back on it, when I was growing up, I didn't eat much in the way of fruits at all. I did not eat a lot of vegetables. I ate a lot of meat. And whenever I could eat fast food, I ate fast food. And that was like the holy grail for me. I always remember when I was in high school, there was this guy that had money. Apparently his parents had money, but he was already overweight. But he used to go to McDonald's every day after school. That I never will forget that guy, James Jones. And... uh <laughs> I used to admire that guy. I'm like, man, that must be a great life. He could go to McDonald's every day, you know, after school because his parents were just giving him money for it or whatever. But you you keep, I mean, the guy was already big and he kept getting bigger. He didn't have issues with his skin, you know, but he kept getting bigger. So, but I do think that's one thing that does contribute to issues with skin is when you have a compromised gut, when you have leaky gut syndrome, when there's not enough hydrochloric acid in the stomach is as is typically the case with somebody that is a type A blood type. Uh, type O's are more acidic by nature, so they can actually, they're like human garbage disposals. They can eat pretty much anything, and it doesn't really affect them. Um, but for type A's, which I'm pretty sure that's what my blood type is, and then having a compromised gut did not help uh, when it comes to what ended up being my occurring world, the world of cystic acne. And then I, I didn't really do a lot. I didn't, you know, play sports a lot, even though I'm naturally athletic. I didn't really get out and play sports that much in high school, um, you know, because my grades weren't that great. So and I didn't even play from a recreational standpoint that often. So that's another thing that actually helps, too, is that when you can get your when your pores open up, like when you go to an infrared sauna or if you sit in a hot tub of water and you let that steam you know, just start to open up your pores. That's another way to help pull toxins out of the blood and to be released, you know. So, again, and then the other thing, too, is make sure you, you know, ladies, don't put all those toxic ass hair products in your hair. If you're trying to, especially a lot of black women, you're putting perms in your hair. You shouldn't put any. This is the rule of thumb, as they say. You should not put anything on your skin that you could not eat. So just remember that. So. You know, like recently, I just posted this on my Facebook page. I made, I'm getting back to making my own shea butter. And I made a shea butter that had neem in it. Neem is great for the skin. Neem is freaking amazing. It's also a natural contraceptive as well. Natural form of birth control. Um, 
So there's that. And then I put some extra virgin olive oil in there. I put in uh, some coconut oil, which is great, unrefined coconut oil. And then I put like a few drops of the essential oil of like patchouli, frankincense and clove because those are like money oils. And, you know, I wanted to, to have that vibration of money and abundance. And in uh, doing that, you know, I heat it up in the oven. I don't put anything in the microwave. And then I melt down the shea butter and then I'll just add in the other oils and just mix it all together. And it has it's more user friendly that way and it has more of like a lotion like consistency. So typically uh, that's one of the things that I had done for some time and gotten away from it. And I just recently made another batch and that's what I'll keep doing because that stuff is like super expensive. The little small containers are like sprouts and whole foods. I mean, I paid 13 bucks for one that I left at an old job of mine. Matter of fact, I need to go over there and see if it's still sitting on the shelf because I paid $13 for that doggone thing. And it's just a little small doggone container. I guess maybe two or three ounces, I want to say. Just complete highway robbery. So whenever you can, become a producer more so than a consumer. That's the other shift that I'm making, too, is that a lot of the stuff that I see people making, I'm like, well, I can make that myself. Now, granted, there's the time factor because I have other things in my life to manage. Work, you know, building a business, you know, studying for my life insurance exam. I mean, whatever. So it takes something. And at the same time, it's worth it. So if you can set aside some time and make your own shea butter, that's great for the skin. And I'm talking about unrefined shea butter. Typically, unrefined raw shea butter is going to be yellow, um, as I understand it. I've heard some people say that white shea butter is also a lot of times can be unrefined. And I've heard things kind of either or with that. So that's that. And then the other thing is a good black soap is tremendously beneficial for the skin. So there's this one brand that I got from this health food store that they went out of business recently, but I kept the uh, the wrapper that the black soap came in. I used to order from them all the time. It's called Naturally You, I want to say. And the Naturally's got two L's in it, you.com. So see if you can find them. But their black soap is really good. And I only use it for my skin because black soap it goes away really it goes really fast and so typically i'll um i'll just use that for my skin and then for the rest of my body i'll get like a a plant-based soap that i use for that like right now i'm using like an activated charcoal uh soap for the rest of my body which i could use for my skin if i just wanted to but i use it for the rest of my body and the black soap for my face so the black soap along with the shea butter in tandem drinking more water your body is mostly water it's usually the, the way that breaks down is like 75 to 80 percent water. Um, so like the way that that goes is like if you weigh 150 pounds, you take 150 pounds and you take that number and cut it in half. So that's 75, I want to say. So 75, 150 pounds cut down to 75 pounds. You convert to 75 pounds to 75 ounces which is a little more than a half a gallon. That may seem like a lot, but it's actually not that you are to drink in a day. And that helps to keep everything fluid and helps to keep that uh, acid alkaline balance firmly intact. And the other thing that I would also offer just as one last footnote is to make sure, you know, like they do in Asian culture, a lot of times 
they when they have their meal, they don't drink water or liquid with it because that actually dilutes your digestive juices or the digestive enzymes. And as people get older, we actually start to produce less in the way of digestive enzymes to help break down our food. And that's so incredibly vital. So when you have your meal, try to work at getting in the habit of having your liquid like a half hour before you eat or a half hour after you eat. That's going to make a tremendous difference in terms of being able to digest your food. And like they say, the, the component of is there are four components of health. And I may not be saying it in exactly the right order, but this is the deal. It's absorption, assimilation, digestion and elimination. So if you got those four things working together, nine times out of 10, you are going to be on top of the world feeling like you can, you know, climb Mount Everest you know, two or three times, you know, whatever <laughs> in the course of a, a year, whatever. But the point is, you're going to really feel great and have the energy. Your skin is going to look great. You know, everybody wants to look good. There's nothing wrong with looking good, not from a vain perspective, but feeling good about yourself. You know, w regardless of how you look, whether you have acne scars like I have or, you know, I've gotten some less than favorable comments from women in recent years about the way I look. And I personally think I'm still a decent looking guy. You know what I mean? So and that's all relative. It's all it's just it's just a choice, you know, and just being happy with who you are, loving the skin that you are in, as the saying goes. Right. So, you know, that being said, folks, just know that there is a natural remedy and solution for everything. I don't care what anybody says, because just to finish this uh podcast off, I, I actually talked to a couple of different dermatologists that I was going to at times and I asked them, is it what I'm eating? And almost every time they said, no, it's not what you're eating. That's bullshit. It is what you're eating. And it's the thoughts that we think. So that's why, you know, I mentioned the whole piece about, you know, Louise Hay and her book and also about the importance of making sure that we have a good balance of what we're eating to help, you know, cleanse the blood. And that's also something that actually affects people to have herpes and stuff like that. It's still a blood condition. It's still because when people have herpes outbreaks, you know, that's typically on the surface of the skin. So that's still the blood being overly acidic. And there's also she touches on that in a book that, you know, people that have STDs, that's actually a form of guilt, a form of punishment for feeling like you did something wrong. So if you did something freaky sexually or whatever, and you made the choice to do it, it wasn't like somebody forced you to do it, then own it, you know, and, and let that guilt go. Let let that self-punishment, that self-indictment go about whatever act you committed. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, we end up punishing ourselves. And then that punishment that we have in the way of negative thought forms and self-hatred ends up over time showing up in the body in the way of different types of diseases. So heal yourself, love yourself, respect yourself and, and embrace all that you are, you know, and uh, that's really it. So um, get you vitamin D as much as possible. So when the sun is out, make sure you're out in the sun. Vitamin D is great for a uh, beautiful complexion. You know, making sure you get healthy amounts of vitamin D, especially melanated people, black folks, colored folks. We need to we need the sun more so than most. So make sure you get out there. And um, especially when the sun is out, because, you know, around this time of year, winter time, it's not out that much. And if it's out, it's for brief moments in time. And so that's why you might want to take a good 
vitamin D supplement. And actually, vitamin D is actually a hormone more so than, than a, a vitamin in the truest sense. However, you can find some good vitamin D supplements that you can start taking maybe around September or October when you're about to go into the winter months and the sun will not be as dominant that allows you to still get that healthy boost of energy. It's nothing like the sun itself, but it will help um, and it will help. So that's what's so around that. I uh, wish you guys all the best of health and uh, radiant, beautiful, healthy complexions. And the other part, too, is, uh, like I said, you know, if you can go to an infrared sauna from time to time, get, definitely get your workouts. Anything that's going to allow you to sweat is going to open up your pores and help to release toxins out of the body. And that's actually going to contribute to a healthy complexion as well. One of the things I love is taking a good hot bath with some pink Himalayan rock salt and some essential oils. You know, get you a bath ball that helps take the chlorine out of the water and uh, you're good to go. So take care of yourself. Good. Uh, best health. Best of health to you all, folks. And here's to having a beautiful, healthy inside and outside. Take care. Bye bye.